So hello and very good afternoon. Welcome to Aspen Weight Live. Delighted to be back here again today to uh, talk to you all and to get your questions and thoughts into us as always. As we say, just please get in touch across social media. We're on Facebook and YouTube this afternoon and you can get your thoughts into us. And if you're listening to the podcast a little bit later on today, uh, then do get in touch with us. Uh, it's podcast at aspen-weight.co.uk and we'll answer your questions there. I'm delighted to say uh, that joining me today is the CEO of Aspen Weight. Uh, Paul Waite is in his garden, as always, looking very sunny. Peace. It's a very good introduction, Paul, that is. And um, also joining <laughs> us today is the head of Aspen Weight, uh, South... I was going to say southeast. East. east. It is very east, it is. isn't it? Yeah. I was, I was just thinking there. Right, I'm just getting my bear in southeast, which is Mark Carey. Delighted to have you on, Mark. Hello. Let's deal him in. Let's deal Mark in this morning. Hey, come on. Now, before we... You can't, you can't do that one. <laughs> oh, dear. The, joke, the jokes are out already. Like it? it is. It's going to be like that today. Uh, now, before we, before we get into the show, it's um, obviously worth... Uh, saying, you know, very sad news uh, that came in last night about how the, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson um, being sick and being taken into uh, intensive care. I'm sure we're going to hear more about that at five o'clock when uh, the government do their uh, daily live update. And, and Paul, it was, we were, we were saying before we came on, you know, it's, it's, it's sad news, you know, Boris leading the country and now being in intensive care. Yeah, I think, you know, worrying would be a word as well. Um I just, uh, I must admit, last night, you know, when you start to read all the um, media stuff about it, um, there was a moment where I thought, uh, you know, people were basically saying they were expecting him to die, which was, uh, you know, quite, quite a worry at this time. I think it would be um, morale-wise would be uh, quite devastating, um, and I don't, I don't really think there's a natural successor either. Uh, as you know, I'm already worried about. Um, uh, a lack of an exit strategy, and I, I, I fear that if Boris wasn't here, uh, that the, the sort of Sunak-Hancock squabble would, would probably get out of hand and um, probably lead to more economic devastation than we would like. But certainly, uh, all the people in Aspenweight and all the friends of Aspenweight have been asked by several people this morning, uh, hey, Boris, you're a great guy. Uh, takes a lot to be someone like you. Uh, you you get better and um, and learn your lessons from this. Uh, it comes, you know, when you're, I think it comes down to being too brave and uh, trying to work through a situation when you're not very well and he's paying the price for it. But um, hopefully he's a big strong chap and he'll he'll pull through. And um, I think when he does, uh, correspondingly, it will be quite a morale booster for everyone. I think. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think we all uh, echo uh, those sentiments and 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 wish him uh, all our best. And and I do agree, Paul. I think it will be um, you know a real morale boost for everybody uh, when that's announced and when he does get better. Right, let's um, move on to um, the show and let's talk to uh, Oksana Artmenenko, who's going to join us uh, on the phone now. Um, Oksana is the VP of uh, Innovation uh, for Aspen Weight, um, also uh, a doctor and s- such great medical experience across the world. Uh, uh, Oksana, I'm delighted that you can join us again. Hello and good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ben. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me to our podcast today. Um, 
yes yeah, thank you it's, yeah lovely to have you on again i just wanted to start by you know last week we talked to you about the uh the, the medical situation you're obviously in a great position to give your your views on it we're we're a week later now and and how, how are you you're finding that the you know what what's going on and where we are in the uk from a, a medical point of view yeah but it's um quite well, challenging situation for all of us at the moment, considering that our prime minister um, in the hospital at the moment. But we haven't seen an impact of uh, the lockdown yet, because we are on our week three lockdown. And other countries, for example, Italy, um, already one month uh, in the lockdown. And the situation is not better there. So we really will see the impact of our lockdown in UK, I think maybe in one, two weeks. So we will see if uh, the number of deaths will go down, number of people who have coronavirus will go down. So it's uh, really time will tell. Bef- also, things. uh that we have seen in the news that there are going to be um, more tests released for people. So more people will be tested and we will be able to see more clear pictures. I just wanted to, I'm going to pass it on to, to Mark and Paul. I'm sure we've got, got questions for you. But the, the, the final one that I wanted to ask you was, um, we see a lot of the, you know, the government coming out every day and they get asked a lot about exit strategy. They get asked a lot about testing and can you tell the public anymore you know what, what's the situation uh, is it fr- from a medical point of view when you when you look at this is it the government just can't say it because we're going to be in lockdown for for a lot longer and and they're trying to to maybe um have a clearer idea of exit strategy and, and a clearer idea of date before they can say anything and and if they were to say now that we're in lockdown for the next two months we talk about mental health and well-being it's it's probably best to keep that to themselves for the moment, so that we've all got a little bit of hope that it might go not go on as long as it probably will. Ben, there is no clear exit strategy at the moment in the government, and also uh, it's difficult to say from the medical point of view because we we don't have a vaccine yet. We already have a positive result from the animal test um, from the vaccines and other uh, drugs have been tested. But we can't tell about the, the vaccination now, anything, and that's why the government doesn't give a, um, an instruction or doesn't give any information or any hope or ideas about the exit because we haven't seen the, the clear results from the lockdowns yet. I agree that there are so many people suffering from mental um, health and it's very difficult from anxiety and depression. What what I can say, what I can suggest and what, what um, you should do. Uh, so I would say don't read a social media a lot because <laughs> lots of people have different opinions. Go to the trusted sources, to NHS, to BBC, because so many people have different opinions and so many people uh, take this 
very seriously. Also, it's very important to um, look after yourself, look after your body, eat healthy, drink enough water, exercise regularly. For the mental health, very important to stay connected with other people, with your friends and family. And it's okay to talk about your worries. For example, recently I have been talking to a few friends of mine who have worries and they talk about uh, their concerns, which is normal. And we can see that so many people around support other people, support your neighbors, do something nice and good. So it's very important for mental health as well. Also, it's important to have a structured day. So if you have a plan for a next day, for example, do some work, do some exercise, it's mentally, it would be better rather than have no plans at all and don't know what to do and all, all the bad thoughts will come to your mind. Yeah, some ex- excellent advice, yeah. and I'd, I'd echo what you said about social media as well. And don't get your news from the Daily Daily Mail. Um, but, uh, <laughs> let's let's pass it over to, to Mark and Paul. Do, uh, do any of you guys have questions for for Oksana? Uh, there was one thing that I wanted to comment on, actually, Ben, which, which uh, picks up on your earlier point. Um, hi, Oksana, by the way. Not hi. sure you can hear me. Yes, <laughs> hi, yeah. how you doing? Hi, hi, um, I can hear okay. you. Good. Um, now, I was just wondering, because I, I was fortunate enough, um, I, I was traveling to Italy uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, early in February. And this was before the coronavirus had really hit the headlines. And on our entrance to the airport, we were we were tested as we walked through. Not not a formal test, but they, they were all uh, kitted out. They had... Um, swabs they they took our temperature every single person that went through we had to queue up to go through the airport um when i came back from from italy and we were we were actually in lombardy which is the part of uh, italy it was affected of yeah. course and we landed in milan uh, but when we came back from italy nothing absolutely nothing in the uk we just walked straight through not a mention not an, not asking us where we'd been or what, what so you know my 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 worry i guess from that says that maybe we started the whole process of testing a little bit too late maybe we need to start formalizing some other testing options now um you know from a medical perspective and also i think picking up on your point um about the kind of mental health issues if we do start to if the government were to start to give timelines i think that would just compound the problem because if we look at what's gone on in italy and spain um you know they're not out of the woods yet and they're three months into it so if we were to sudden come out and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Um, UK resident, you're going to be stuck inside for the next three months, four months in- indefinitely, that could have all sorts of uh, connotations for, for the general public. So yeah, as, as usual, sorry. You're going to say, go, say something else? Go, go on, go on. Yeah, you, you go, Paul, it's fine. <laughs> as usual, I'm going to play the... Um, optimistic part here so uh, i would slightly disagree with with some of oxana's uh uh views um so um obviously you know one has to take some of these things with a pinch of salt but uh uh it's been reported that china had no new cases no new deaths uh, yesterday um for the first time uh, the italian death rate has fallen for four days in a row um and um 
I think any serious analysis of the UK figures has to be very encouraging. Uh, number of deaths has uh, reduced for two days in a row at a period when you might expect it to be uh, on its upward trajectory. Um, and that's obviously despite uh, a number of people not following government advice, as we have been discussing this week. Um, I think that um, I'm not sure. I, 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 I so I think I think that. Um, the reason, I mean, you'd be an idiot to um, to be giving clear timeline guidance at the mm. moment because um, uh, I think we all accept that the situation is fluid and people are, I think the government are aware of the main issues and when they feel, when they feel it's safe to relax things, whatever, then, then they will. Uh, I think at the moment you can you can draw your own conclusions from things like um, when sporting uh, big sporting events have been rearranged. Mm. Uh, so I was reading yesterday, for instance, about the, uh, the cricket uh, one day cricket and test matches this year. And Josh Butler, who's my favorite player, by the way, um, was suggesting that to catch up uh, England will field two completely different sides. For instance, um, it's people like him playing both. Uh, so he was saying that, you know, in order to catch up time, uh, there would be um, uh, 11 separate players playing in the uh, test match and 11 players playing in the one day match, for instance. Um, so I think if you look at the scheduling of the big sporting events, um, I think that, as I said, I think yesterday, I think the hope, and it can only be that, I think the hope is that things will be sufficiently well in about 10 weeks time uh, for uh, there to be some relaxation. That would be my view. And at the moment, I see no reason why that isn't on course to happen personally. Oksana, I, I, I want on the back of Paul's point, which I, I, I do totally agree with. I think we are, especially when we hear so much about the virus being, um, you know, almost uh, wiped in the extreme hot temperatures when we start getting into the, the high 20s and and we won't go into the science of that because I know we, we, we could do but my, my point would be as a, as a medical question on the back of what Paul says which which I happen to agree with I think we will see that relaxing of some rules what happens if we haven't got a vaccine and then we get back into periods like September where it's colder and the winter starts coming again Ben uh, interesting question thank you uh, I think <laughs> there are so many people will get the virus and will get antibodies by September. So when we are coming to the cold time again, so many people will have an immunity to the virus already. If the vaccine is not available, um, yes, we're talking about the, the, so many people uh, would be um, immunized, so will have an immunity because. Um, most of people have mild symptoms at the moment and anyway they build um, an immunity so maybe we will see some cases but but less and not as severe as it, it is now I tell you what I like that Paul's positive and that was a really positive um, answer from you as well uh, Oksana, which is which is what we like. Uh, before we let Oksana go, so I know you're uh, really busy. Has, has anybody got any other questions while we've got uh, Oksana here? I, I guess I would be interested to to get a, a clever opinion 
um, as to why um, you can get, well, on the face of it, very robust, healthy individuals mm. uh, succumbing to the coronavirus. And then um, was there a story about a guy that was 104 recovering from it? Did I read that? Was that right? Um, it was something like that, 94, 104. I got a feeling it was 104. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested in Oksana's uh, uh, medical opinion as to why that happens. Right. Thank you, Paul, for the question. It's very interesting. And I have read a statistic yesterday because now hospitals in all, in all countries give a statistic how many people died from coronavirus. But on in, in another hand, it's how many people died with coronavirus, you know, not from, but with, mm-hmm. because so many people have underlying yeah. conditions. Uh, yeah. heart problems, oncology, but all of them have been tested if they have COVID-19. And for example, if they have COVID-19, and if the person dies from the oncology or heart attack and had a COVID-19, this uh, goes to the statistics from people died from COVID-19. So this is a big difference. Uh, first of all, um, Second of all, about the health and recovering, 104 years old recovering from the virus. It's interesting because people have different immunity, people have different underlying conditions, and body reacts to the virus differently. So there is no scientific evidence at the moment why 104 years old recovering and 23 years old dying from this. Uh-huh. It, it could be genetic, it could be individual um, response, body response, plus so many factors as well. Go on, Paul, I'll let you go yeah, first. Something, can I, yeah, there's something I was going to add as well. Uh, for, for the, the, there seems to be um, evidence that um, Jews and Muslims uh, have a far higher incidence of succumbing to serious uh, serious effects than um, many other um, racial groups. I think the um, the level of uh, I think something like 2.4 of all cases in the in the UK uh, relate to, to people of the Jewish faith, and they only represent something like one half of one percent of the population. So that's also a, an interesting. Yeah, very um, interesting. Yes, it is interesting. Yes, it could be related to genetic as well. Paul, as I said, plus in different countries, uh, we had uh, or children have a different kind of vaccination. There are different vaccines in in, uh, Italy. In UK, it could be different vaccines that children have in, in Saudi Arabia, for example. Maybe it's related somehow as well. Yeah, could well be. Okay. It's, um, so Thank you. We said this last week, Oksana, such an interesting discussion with you when you look at it from a medical side. I'm sure there are so many questions that we could sit here and ask you. And, and I thank you for coming on again and, and giving up your time. And I hope that we can speak again to you next week, uh, get you back on. And I'm sure we'll have more questions for you as, as the week goes on. Because as Paul always said, it's, you know, it's a fluid situation. It's, it's ever changing. Thank you very much, Ben. We'll be happy to speak with you next Monday, and I hope the situation will get better, honestly. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Oksana. We'll we'll speak Stay to you safe. again next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, that's the voice of Oksana Artmanenko. Uh, such great medical uh, experience, and so so good to get her on to the to the show. Moving away from COVID nineteen specifically, and and the the virus and um, the, the economic recovery, which we've talked about quite a lot in the last few shows. We wanted today just to talk a little bit about what we're doing now, really, and, and the digital side of it. <laughs> um, there's so many companies, so many businesses, so many people that have taken this up. Um, Mark, we had a little bit of a chat about this earlier. And it's mm. an interesting area because you're, you're now almost seeing the market flooded in a digital sense with mm. people doing this kind of thing. And you're seeing really uh, sort of varying levels of this as well. Yeah, I think... The, the, the phrase I'd use, uh, there seems to be a tsunami of online content now. And um, I can see why, you know, I, I, I'm involved in, in uh, the recording industry as well uh, and, in, and in broadcast, as you know. And we've seen a lot of um, tours, a lot of artists that were had events uh, and venues, of course, completely uh, cancelled. And so these, uh, you know, these artists are looking for other ways to, to go online. Of course, the, the, the problem is um, that there's varying degrees of quality. And and we're seeing this with, with businesses as well, as businesses want to embrace the ability to connect with their clients or their supply chain or the general market. They're using the opportunity to jump online. And I think... Uh, I think to avoid the tsunami, to coin that phrase again, uh, you know, <laughs> a business owners or whoever's going to be posting need need to stand head and shoulders. They need to be that raft riding that tsunami rather than getting washed down the river by it. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. You know, it's um, it's a it, as you said, it's it's a it's an area that's just become of such interest to people recently. We've started our live broadcast pool but we've been doing this for a long time and we're looking at the media side of things as well you, you did a, a really interesting broadcast on on friday where you answered questions mm. to, a, to a whole host of forgive me i can't remember the numbers but at least 30 or more people yeah. that were in the room at, at the same time which was yeah 40 47 and 38 questions i think excellent in, incredible yeah. and and it's that we talked about this before as well, Paul. The, the change in landscape of business after the, you know, after this gets back to some, something like normal. I'm hesitant to say normal because we, we don't know what that will be. But there's certainly a lot of things have changed, and, and we spoke earlier about this. You're doing another one this week, and this is something that will probably continue even after um, the lockdown because it's such a useful uh, exercise. But probably only done this way because of what's happened with COVID-19. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, one of one of the um, I suppose one of the good things about my job is I get to talk to a lot of people. So I've spoken to I think four separate people this morning prior to Drew coming, um, and I think um, on the whole, uh, most most of my clients are about half busy at the moment. You know, so it's not um, you know it's not uh, desperate, um, and I think. Uh, you know what what we're seeing is uh, to some extent society sort of in two groups isn't it if you had well three groups i guess you've got the 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 people in the middle who who um you know have you know probably are you know decent people who uh, are neither sinners or saints should we say and then you've got the um the the selfish people who um who carry on regardless i was reading about um 
the most ruthless landlord in in Britain in the Sunday Times business section on Sunday. And he he basically takes no prisoners. It doesn't care uh, about anything like the facts. Uh, so uh, and, and, and the Times also did a feature on uh, shaming all the all the big corporates that are treating their staff like shit at the moment. Mm, uh, mm. And then and then you've got um, people like us. Um, and as as one of my clients said to me this morning, you know, to some extent, all you've done is stepped up on what you were already doing. Yeah, and I thought that was, that was exactly right. I said mm. that's exactly mm. what we've done. You know, we were already we were already there to do this, and all I've done is to say, right, um, the day of the friend has really arrived now. <laughs> mm. um, you know, uh, and 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 I think we're we're proving we're proving that we are friends and. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, that being egotistical, if you look at the, um, you know, the show, the Greatest British Expo show on Friday, um, you know, you had a great cross section of British business there, including a lot of small business owners. And, um, and of course, what, what I think I proved is what I say to you all the time about, uh, the, the, the real voice of business. So it's, um, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm being asked a question. I'm going, ooh, ah, ooh, don't know what I'm talking about. You know, it's um, it's, uh, it's a proper answer um, aimed at real people with um, some degree of knowledge and a degree of empathy, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for for us, I think um, I would you've got to be very careful what you say. You know, I think to some extent our time has come because uh, we have, you know, we have a great a great team of people who have. I would say an unsurpassed level of experience and humanity, and uh, we're we're bringing that every day, every second into into the the situation and and serving our community. And um, I, there's certainly very few people in our sector who are doing that. Yeah, it's a really interesting point that, that you make. We've obviously been doing this uh, for a while, and we've we've stepped up, and there will be a lot of businesses that are watching a lot of people that are watching that that will want to do the same that will think well actually this Mm. is an opportunity for us to as as we've been saying all along maybe take stock of uh, your business take stock of where you are where where you want to go and and the digital world will be an area that you want to go into and all all Mm. three of us have experience in this and are are clearly doing this right now Um, and it'll be interesting Mark to think about how we could pass on some some tips and some knowledge to businesses on how you do it. Um, just looking at a few things like, you know, how, first of all, how you get content out there, but but how how you mm. how you dress as a business, what, what kind of um, perception you want when you when you come across, mm. how you talk and how you engage with people. All, all these things mm. people will find interesting at this time because they are looking at their businesses in a in a different way. Yeah, I think there's there's also different levels of media that will be. Uh, coming into to different businesses now so so for example um you know the vir- if you think about the virtual office in in effect awse and and, and aspen weight group we're already creating those opportunities by creating uh, virtual desktops and um, you're we're looking at intranet uh, i know that i've also set up things like slack and we use um we use chat groups as well. So that there's a, ne- a level of media that can be utilized to create like a virtual office environment, Zoom and Skype and all of the rest of it as well. Uh, and then there's the getting the message out to, the, as we mentioned earlier, the supply chain, the customers, the general public that you want to you get the message out there. So 
it's kind of those those basic terms that, that what's the tone that you want to set for your communication we're all in this together at the moment most of us are working for, from our homes you know majority of people are working from home now it's very rare that we're seeing people go into the office environment unless it's essential work so you know are people going to respond better to you in your slightly more informal environment where we've got you know a mix of things this morning we've got uh, you know i'm sitting in my new home office which is at the top of top of the building you're sitting in your wonderful little office with aspen weight stuff behind you paul's in the garden it's a, it's a nice mix it's informal but it's it, it says that we're you know here we are we're still professional and but then there may be sometimes that you want to broadcast something that has maybe some more gravitas so maybe you might be thinking about okay setting up the environment even if you're working from home setting up the the room that you're going to be broadcasting from or dressing in your suit or it depends on the tone that you want to deliver your content in and your communication. And also bearing in mind simple rules that we know from broadcasting about uh, people's attention span. And Paul will know this as well about his public speaking. People's attention span typically, you know, if you're if you can keep their attention beyond eight minutes, you're doing well. So have some sort of um, I'd say have some sort of rhythm to your broadcast if you're going beyond that that period you know capture the attention in the first three minutes by eight minutes you need a bit of a break to the rhythm and if you get past 15 minutes you've done a good job <laughs> yeah i think you're yeah right. that's good yeah yeah very very good tips and uh, we, we did mention this as well when we talked uh, earlier we were just planning uh, today's show and saying actually one of the things that would be interesting to do is is to do a session maybe on this and and give some tips and we'll get the virtual whiteboard out and we'll you know we'll go through yeah. some ideas because these are things at the moment that people are, are thinking about, not just for now, but also for what does my business look like beyond this? And how long will this go on for? We've had a little bit of discussion around that today and we've got some ideas and Paul's thoughts and Oksana's thoughts on that. But nobody really knows. So this could be something that goes on for a while. I'm going to give you a, a little example. And, and I love to mention this because we're launching our very own radio station um, imminently, uh, Aspen Weight Radio. And we've had a, a slight change because of the circumstances so whereby mm. we've got a state-of-the-art studio that's been built uh, in Bridgewater uh, which we, you will see very shortly we've also had to now think about how does putting radio together work remotely what do we need how mm. do we get everybody set up so that we can do that but but that won't just now last until we go back to the studio that will be something that we will use and we will do regularly and that is because of what, what has happened so it's, it's very mm. interesting um when you think about those things paul we've mentioned it so many times before uh, around things that you're doing now that you wouldn't have done but will still be in place afterwards yeah definitely yeah i think um you know as a fair-minded person there's no doubt that uh productivity for instance has massively benefited from uh the enforced change to the work pattern uh I find it intellectually impossible, having asked myself this question as a group chief executive, um, not to allow a situation when we were returned to normality um, of letting certainly most people have the option of working at home a lot more than I ever would have mm. considered. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And we, we've we've spoken about this again uh, over the last few days a lot, Paul and I, when we, before we did the broadcast, that about productivity as, as paul said you know the, the the amount of time that you 
you're finding that you you are saving from traveling and, and I think that certainly Mark is mm. something that businesses will just look at and say we're not going to go back to wasting that time that there's no way we could zoom and uh, zoom and Skype and maybe other platforms as well have really come into their mm. own and, and will be used a, a lot more yeah i think there's a there's a whole other discussion around this that we could you know delve into we've probably run out of time today but but certainly business owners uh you know senior managers people decision makers in business will be looking at the efficiencies of you know flexi time remote working the virtual office uh utilizing media the platform the technology is all there and of course, the other thing that I think we need to to bear in mind is that there's a there's a generation on the horizon that will be the new consumer and will be the new workforce. And they will be one of the first generations of our time uh, to be fully immersed from birth to, you know, workplace and consumerism um, in a digital environment. So they will change the landscape in the same way that we saw the millennials changing the landscape in business. So the post millennials that come through will have these expectations. They will have different expectations about how to work, where they want to work, what medium they want to work in and also multitasking. This is a generation that will multitask beyond belief. There's a whole other conversation to be had there. Yeah, I think we, as Mark said, we can steer this um, in so many different directions, <laughs> and we will. We'll plan a, uh, as we go through these live yeah. broadcasts. We we are, you know, we've done this before, and, and we, we come with great experience. But we, you you learn every day, and we will certainly do that um, every day, and and look at the things that we can do, and we'll come back to this. We'll come back with more tips on how you can do things, whether you're beginning your journey or whether you're a business that's already in the digital world, but thinking, well, how can I take this a little bit further? So we'll definitely do that in further. Uh, live broadcast for today we have run out of time apart from to talk to paul about the song of the day which is always one of my favorite bits of the show yeah, today's song of the day has got a real story to it so uh it'll take a little bit longer to um to do this bit so today's song of the day given we're on d now is dream uh and i thought uh. that um maintaining my positivity things can only get better so um that seemed uh, we had all the time in the world last week and now we've, we, we're going to get better. So uh, uh, the reason why this this particular song means a lot to Aspen Weight is, um, as you probably know, uh, when I when I started off Aspen Weight 26 and a half years ago, uh, I didn't really have any uh, practical experience of marketing or what worked and what didn't work. So I basically sort of just sort of trial and errored it and looked to see and i found that i was quite creative so you know i i hit on the purple and 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 a, a quite a good logo and came up with some good strap lines and all that and fairly early on um in aspen weights probably i don't know within gotta be within four years funny enough drew would probably know because um he would have been a young boy and uh one of the things I decided to do, having having um, met the right people locally, was uh, I started um, uh, started with um, a, a sort of advertising jingle on the local radio, um, and we also our our, our adverts uh, became quite um, I don't know really, there was quite groundbreaking. I remember one we did that was about um, a guy on a tightrope walking across Zambezi or something. And it was like, hell no, I'm, I've got to go and talk to Aspen Way. I can't remember the punchline now, but it was it was really crazy. You know? And people used to stop me in the street and go, oh, I just love your 
adverts they're crazy you know they're they're memorable and um when i um when i first did a proper musical jingle um the the i wanted i wanted so in an ideal world i would have actually played things can only get better because that's i saw that as synonymous with what i was trying to do so um actually uh we came up with um uh, the catch thing was plan for a brighter future bringing you up to date with aspen weight it was something like that you know um so what we actually did or the clever people in the studio did they actually took the dream song um and they just messed around with a few chords to stop it to stop us being sued uh so the aspen weight song was actually a corrupted version of dream uh <laughs> Which, which, uh, so plan for a brighter future was actually dream, uh, with with a few chords hashed around or whatever. So um, this song actually has uh, quite a significant place in Aspen Waits history. And talking about the song itself, it was um, it was first released I think in 1994 and only charted in the 50s. And then um, the song will forever be uh, associated with Tony Blair. Mm. Uh, and Tony Blair basically very wisely chose it as uh, as as the sort of labor party uh, song um you know and obviously his whole message was um you know banish banish toryism and um new labor are here you know a, a more compassionate but while still retaining sort of business value society and so dream became the voice of the labor party mm. and um within days of that it it, it charted at number one Mm. um in, in its second outing and it's um it's actually charted three times since so i just checked that this morning just to <laughs> make sure i wasn't talking rubbish so uh, there's another very interesting um fact about dream so dream are a band from Derry in northern ireland uh, mostly a two-piece band but um very uh, interestingly because i i'm a big fan of this guy uh brian cox as in mm. uh you know big physics astronomer man yeah, probably one of the best series I've ever seen, The Planets, that he did on BBC last year. Absolutely loved it. Uh, he played keyboards on Dream, on, um, on, on Dream uh, for quite a few years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's even contributed in fairly recent years to uh, the band when they, they, re- they got back together in 2008. So um, Dream are uh, you know, a pretty funky uh, Irish, Northern Irish band um with one memorable song that will define them forever and i just thought it was absolutely perfect for the situation we're in today yeah i couldn't agree more i wonder if we can dig out that old jingle from somewhere that we used to be played <laughs> yeah. on the radio that would be good to uh, we'll play that one show definitely because i'm sure everyone is thinking oh, i wonder how that went i wonder how that sounded um so that's what we're going to play today if you're listening on the podcast and if you've been watching on the live stream then you need to go and listen to it yourself but i'm sure you've got mm-hmm. a device that you can go away and listen to that on. <laughs> That's all we've got time for today. Uh, thanks to Mark Carey. You know, thanks for coming on, Mark, and we look forward to seeing thank you again you next much. week. And as always... Good to see you. Good to see you too. And as always, thanks to uh, Paul for joining me. Uh, Paul, you're not on tomorrow, actually. Um, it's uh, myself, uh, Rob, and Darren will be here tomorrow at 12.30. Yep. And we'll be back with Paul on uh, on Thursday. So, Paul, I'll see you then. Um, thank you for watching uh, today. Delighted to have your company, as always. Please keep your comments coming in across social media. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. 
You can get that every day at five o'clock. And also do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just click the bell as well and you get notified whenever <laughs> we release a video. It's as easy as that. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, all the best to Boris Johnson, as we mentioned earlier. And we will see you back here tomorrow at 12.30. See you then. Teach me how to think. Can only get better. Can only get, can only get, think it all from me. You know, I know that things can only get better.